Good evening, TDN listeners and viewers, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Interview. I believe this week is the 25th episode of the 12th season of This Week in Interview. And as such, I want to say a very special thank you to you, my regular listeners who joined me every Wednesday night. And there are some of you who've been with me for the entire time. And there's some that get added on, and from the moment they've been added on, you've been back every week. And so, very special welcome to you. Uh, also, to my new listeners, every week we pick up one or two, a few new listeners, and I want to welcome you as well. And to let you know that my objective is to give you such an experience that you too become a regular listener. In, in Dominica, uh, RVR Jams. Uh, collaborates with us and carries this weekend interview live on DigiPlay Channel 59. So good evening to you if you're listening to us at RVR Jams. Uh, we are also live on Facebook, on, on TVN Radio Facebook page, uh, this weekend interview Facebook page. We are on TVN TV. So for those of you who don't do Facebook, we are on TVN TV. Uh, I know if you're listening to me, you know where to find us, but I'm saying that so that you can share the link with somebody. Invite five people to view this weekend interview. Let's let's grow the numbers. Let's let's have some informed folks so that the movement that we're creating will gain even increased momentum. So what do I have on tap for you tonight? This week, tomorrow, Thursday. The 15th of September is International Day of Democracy, as declared by the United Nations. And democracy in our part of the world, I believe, is so important to, to the well-being and the quality of life of the folks of the Caribbean. And we have decided to do a special on that tonight. Not only that, there is an organization based out of Dominica called Civic Vibes. And Civic Vibes have, has organized uh, a special program tomorrow, and TDN is partnering with them. So tomorrow, we're going to, from 7 p.m., we're going to have a special program to, to commemorate International Democracy Day. So, so we'll give you more details on that as we go along. But for this weekend interview tonight, I have two very strong advocates for democracy. Mr. Alvin Thomas and Mr. Lennon Matthew. Very passionate. They don't get more passionate than that. And so I invited them to join me uh, tonight so we can discuss democracy. Uh, try to bring it to you in a manner that, that, that you can identify with, that we can understand how it affects your, your life, our life. And let's talk about it in general. What, what do, how, how do we assess it and, and those sort of things? All right, so that's the conversation we have tonight. I'm not going to take more time on this introduction because I'm anxious to get to the conversation. Let us listen to Mikhail Henderson as she does the CARICOM anthem. And when you listen to it, I want you to focus on democracy, democracy in the region uh, as a whole, democracy in your individual island. And let's come back after she does the the carry comment them and let's discuss democracy do you feel like you live in a democratic state are you enjoying the benefits of democracy let's listen to michael when we come back we will, we will have that discussion stay tuned 
distant lands Our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains Through battles waged and fought Through victory and pain By test of their courage Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Queen.
Right, welcome back. We have this. Okay, so welcome back, listeners. I, I hope you you took my my two instructions to heart. One of them was to share with your contacts that this weekend interview is on, and we we we're going to be discussing a very important topic called democracy. And two, that while you were listening to the Karakomantem, you were reflecting on what it means to be living in a democratic country, to come from a democratic place, both in the region as a whole. We, we like to think that the islands in the Caribbean lean towards democratic forms of government and in your own country, in Dominica, in Grenada, in, in St. Lucia, in St. Kitts. And, and what does it really mean? What do you understand by democracy? And so tonight, we want to shed some light on exactly what we should think about when we think about democracy. What's the definition of democracy? What is democracy in practice? And, and how uh, is it that, how are our lives affected by democracy, uh, by living in a democratic state as opposed to living in a communist state or, or some other type of government, uh, authoritarian government, um, or, 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 or kingdom, or, or that sort of thing. So before I go to my guests, I, I was looking for a definition of democracy that we could identify with. And the one I came up with, it said, a simple definition of democracy is government by the people, especially the rule of the majority. A government in, in which the supreme power is vested in the people and exercised by them directly or indirectly through a system of representation, usually involving periodic, periodically held elections. So government by the people, the rule of majority, uh, the power, the supreme power is vested in the people, and that power is exercised by them directly or indirectly through a system of representation where those representatives are selected um, through periodic elections. All right, so I'm going to bring on my guests, Mr. Alvin Thomas and Mr. Lennon Matthew. And these two gentlemen, I believe, are well qualified to discuss democracy um, with us. Mr. Alvin Thomas is no stranger. He's, he's in-house. He's family. He's been on here several times. And he, when he comes, he doesn't shy away from expressing his opinion. And he's always usually very grounded in his facts. And, and he shares his knowledge and information so freely. In addition to that, for many years, um, Alvin was the general secretary of one of the biggest union in Dominica. And, and I believe, and we'll discuss it a little more, that one of the facets of a democracy are strong institutions, strong institutions of people um, who can thrive and live in a democracy and also hold the, our representatives to account. Um, and I believe in our society, uh, union, Organize, organize people organizing unions uh, can form a huge and critical part in that in that democracy. Mr. Lennon Matthew, 
Uh, he is passionate. He he's a geologist by by trade, but when you when you hear him talk about Dominica and governance and fairness, um, I would swear he, he has his second degree in political science or or human rights or something like that. Uh, and I heard him do a presentation on on Civic Vibes on Q95 some weeks ago, and he did such a brilliant. Um, no layout of what the democracy is supposed to be. And um, I was very impressed with what he did. And I learned quite a bit. And I and therefore, I think uh, having him on the program tonight is going to enhance our understanding of how we should be thinking about democracy by the end of the hour. So I will defer to no, Len looks like a really young boy compared to me and Alvin. So <laughs> I will let I will let Len go first. Um, Len, you you were here last time we were talking music and steel band and that sort of thing. This time we have you have a different cap on, Mister Joe Citizen, um, uh, talking about you know a serious serious part of our life called democracy. So I, I want you to reintroduce yourself quickly to the folks and. And, and just a brief, your brief thoughts about democracy, and then we'll come back to you and have you make a longer presentation on, on democracy. Um, thanks for having me. I like the way you put me on the spot this afternoon. But you know, it's always a pleasure to be um, in the in the in the presence of you know experienced and distinguished gentlemen, because that's where I learn. You learn from the older folks, and what I learned hanging around the older folks in my community in Benz is the old people give you wisdom. And when you oh, get yeah. wisdom, you can't go wrong. That is more valuable than money. But you know, um, I just want to you know give a quick background of who I am. I'm from the village of Benz. Um, to anybody listening in that area, I say good night. Good night to Dominicans here um, at home and, and, and here in the U.S. Um, in you know, 20 years ago, prior to moving to the U.S., um, if I if you can hear me, I'm clearly by the way. Let me know. I have. I'm hearing you very clearly, Len. Okay. Prior to moving to the U.S., I um, went to school in Benz, uh, Vicar, Paybush. My dad was a school principal. I um, taught at the Postmont Secondary School for two years. I taught geography. I studied geography and biology. Um, and did what they call critical thinking, which was a subject by itself in, in college. And I, I found out by the time I was done, I was pretty good at geography and critical thinking. Um, I moved to the US, I studied uh, geology, I got a degree in geology. I had a minor in manufacturing engineering technology. I worked uh, 10 years doing environmental assessment in Florida and uh, the past six years in Texas. Um, I started out as a field scientist, junior scientist, and I'm currently in Texas as the regional senior project manager responsible for the state of Texas uh, on one of our client program. I'm currently enrolled um, at my old college. I'm doing an MBA with a focus in energy management. So I, I think one of the best things for the brain is exercise, and that's what I'm trying to do. And, and one of my good friends, a police officer from Benza, and I had a conversation. And I, I'll share an interesting story with you. I have friends in Benza and in Dominica. I spent 15 years and talked to every day, and none of them knew what I did. I never mentioned what I did. I just do what I had to do and take care of my business. And he told me one day when I went home for my, aunt, my aunt's um, funeral, he said, if you have something that you learn and you keep it to yourself it's of no use and it's of no value and 
I went home and I spent several hours contemplating what he just told me. And I realized that if I have gained experience, gained knowledge, gained wisdom, it's my responsibility to share it. And the way I get to share it is by having conversations with people like you, open and honest conversation and accepting, you know, where we are and how we can make a difference in, in the younger generation life. So that's why I speak and that's why I'm passionate about democracy. And as you rightly said, democracy is about the people, the power of the people. And we'll extend upon that as we go further. But but who are the people? It's us. It's, it's we, it's everyone under a jurisdiction. And if we don't have the ability to speak, express ourselves, express our talent, then we are not playing an active role in the democratic process. So tonight, as we go further, I just want to say thanks for having me again. And hopefully I can, um, you know, enlighten folks. And, and lastly, what I would like to say is I think too many times when we have these conversations, we go at a very high level. But hopefully tonight what we can do is simplify the conversation because if democracy is the responsibility of everybody, we need to speak so that everybody can understand their role and their responsibility. And that's it. That's just very good. And that's exactly what I had in mind when I invited both you and Alvin, because both of you guys have demonstrated that you have the ability to take these potentially complex concepts and break them down to where we can have a common conversation. I want to say good night. We have uh, the Honorable Hector John in the audience. He's the parliamentary representative for the Salisbury constituency in Dominica. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. Um, then I see he's bigging you up. Yeah, that's my Mas <laughs> and We Mas go a long, Edwards, long, long, long way, man. <laughs> long way back, yeah. Massing Edwards, you know, uh, I always like to say of Massing, the next word that comes to mind is soldier. She's a soldier lady right there. Always always on the front line and, and willing to, not shine away, let's say, to to, to let her, her opinion known and, and, and her passion for fairness is, is no secret. So welcome, guys. Um, Alvin, I'm going to come to you. I, I, although I said you're pretty much family, but um, I, I still want you to give a brief little synopsis of who you are. Um, I know your resume is long, but we only have one hour, so um, <laughs> give us give us the, the, the Reader's Digest version of it. Um, and we're here tonight to talk about democracy and the strength of democracy. All right, thank you, Tony. And let me say good evening to my good friend, Yelen. Um, how are you doing, my brother? <laughs> okay. And um, it's always a pleasure to 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 contribute to the conversation. Um, I always refer to it as a conversation, not, not a discussion. Conversation is a two-way. Um, it's a listening and hearing at the same time, a communication. So it's a conversation. And to the many um, of our fans who will be conversing with us this evening on the topic, um, it's a pleasure to be here. So thanks again to TDN um, Radio and TDN TV for the opportunity. Um, I always like using this one line. I'm, I'm like yourself. You were a former JCI uh, member, a member of the JCS International, and so am I, as well as a senator. And there's one line in our JCI creed that reads, service to humanity is the best work of life. And that's basically what I'm here for, to be of service to humanity in whatever way I can be of that service. And um, if it's through my, 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 what I say, what I do, how I, I reach out to help somebody in need. And injustice is something that I always front on from a very long time as a kid. 
I mean, if one, those who know me well, go back into my history and my associations with various organizations, whether it's be the trade union, the credit union, JCS uh, International, you name it. It's always been an area where I, I want to be able to um, champion injustice done to folks and into individuals. So basically, that's who and what I am. Um, in terms of the, the, the description or the definition that you outlined earlier, um, you, you, you made mention of um, by the people, but I also want to add of the people because that is important because um, even the way in which politicians and parties select candidates, we saw how the Labour Party selected the candidate. It wasn't of the people. We saw Granby. It wasn't a representative of the people which is what democracy is supposed to be as well, of and by the people. But like you said, um, we want to make it a conversation towards where folks could, could relate to what we are saying. And, and let, me, let, me just, let me just try and draw, uh, how should I say, uh, an analogy. Say, for example, you live in a society and you can't worship as you want. You, someone has to say which church you go to and which church you go, you don't go to. Um, you're not able to say what you want, even if what you are saying is in no way um, damaging or, or, or how should I say, defamatory to anyone. But you're not able to express your view. Like you said earlier, you don't, you can't form a trade union. Um, the the press that's supposed to provide information is being curtailed. And even where they're not um, directly being curtailed, but you see those kind of sinisters move to curtail the press, freedom of the press. Um, if you're in a situation where you can't walk, as is the case in Dominica, you can't assemble as <coughs> in Dominica. Um, if you're in a situation where you are grieved and you go to the court to, to seek redress. And as a result, the, the, the folks or the leaders who are in charge determine how the court or influence how the court should rule on your matter. That is what we're talking about when we talk about democracy. The fact that you, you're not able to, to exercise your right to vote and even where you exercise that right in the sense of going to the ballot box to cast your ballot, the outcome is not free, fair, and transparent. I always like to put that word in there because it can be free and fair, but not transparent as the various reports have indicated on our past elections. So if you have those things as a citizen of Dominica or Grenada, wherever you are, then you're not in a democracy. You, you know, just think of it that way. Um, you're not able to determine where you shop, um, to be able to provide with the, the, the support, the environment to enable you to earn for yourself as an individual, your choices, and the government has to give you a house, if you support them, the government has to give you books. If you support them, the government has to, if you're sick, you have to go to them. And even when you're dead, 
even when you're dead, they're involved in burying you. And you have to make sure you mention their name in the death announcement. That's not a democracy. So I'm putting it this way so that folks who are listening can relate to it. It's not anything that is, and, and let me say also, democracy is an ongoing, what I've just mentioned there, is an ongoing process. It's not dead. I mean, as we as we get into the, 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 the conversation and, and it develops, I will reference a couple other um, a couple other areas. But but in ending though, let me just say, um, we 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 tomorrow, as you rightly put it, is World Democracy Day, International Democracy Day. And that was designated 15 years ago in 2007 by the United Nations. And um, we can we can dig a little further into the rational for it. And over the years, over the years, several individuals of stature, organization, have come to the realization that democracy is being challenged and threatened. And as recent as today, when the Secretary General of the United Nations issued his, um, his message for this year's democracy, you know what he says there? After he evaluated, he says, democracy is backsliding. He said, civic space is shrinking. He said, distrust and disinformation is growing. He said, and polarization is undermining de de uh, de democratic institutions. And he ended and he said, now is the time to raise the alarm. So when you, when you raise an alarm, like a fire engine alarm, when you hear that alarm, a fire, you raise the alarm. Oh, oh, oh something is happening. We got to do something. Um, this is where we are. So thank you for that opening, Alvin. Um, you know, you mentioned several key points, but but if I had to summarize it, it simply means that you know you are living in a democracy if you can exercise your choice without exactly. without fear of retrib retribution and restrictions. Um, and restriction. So so in a nutshell, um, the country is organized in such a way that if you if you're willing to put out put the energy and the effort you'll be able to make a living for yourself where you don't have to worry about if i say something that is not in somebody's favor i may not be able to send my kid to school because i have no money to buy books so so it's a matter of being able to exercise your choice whether for the party in power or against the party in power and and that there are transparent ways in which those choices can be exercised. So, so for example, I always go back to that example. 29th of August just went by, the anniversary of Hurricane David. And I, I remember when Hurricane David passed, Miss Charles was, well, she wasn't in power in the aftermath, in the recovery period. Most of it took place under Miss Charles as prime minister. In every village, there was uh, a relief centers. Some villages had two, some had three. And you knew for a fact that if your household name was Drago, then on a Tuesday, you would go to the, to the, to the relief place with your bags and you, they know how many people in your household and you get so much rice, so much beans, whatever, whatever, whatever. Very transparent and open, it was predictable. 
fast forward to Hurricane Maria, and the majority of Dominicans receive relief supplies from the back of a pickup truck, where the people who were distributing it had the discretion to give somebody a five pound of rice or to open the bag and pour some out for them. And they had the discretion to bypass some homes altogether. That is the difference between a community that is operating democrat democratically and another another country that is not fully there. Len, before I come to you, it's, it's already 8.30. So what I'm going to do is, because we usually take the break at the end of the hour, I, I, I really want to have you discuss after you do your, your, your small presentation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the commercial break right now. And when we come back, we're going to come to you and you're going to, you're going to enlighten us about the different aspects, the different um, pillars, so to speak, of democracy. So let, let's take a quick break a little bit from our sponsors. Presented by. If you live in Canada, the US and the UK and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. This Thursday, September 15th, is International Day of Democracy. A live discussion with some illustrious leaders in our region will be streamed on the Civic Vibes Facebook page, TDN Radio and TDN TV. 7 to 9 p.m. Join Mr. Darnley Labourne, St. Lucia, Mr. Sinclair Leacock, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Mr. Dwyer Astafan, St. Kitts and Nevis, Mr. Giselle Isaac, Antigua and Barbuda, Dr. Kalon Bubb, Grenada, Mr. Alvin Thomas, Dominica, moderated by Loftus Durant and Anthony Drago. Democracy is under the microscope in the region. Be there. Thursday, September 15th, live at Civic Vibes Facebook page, TDN Radio and TDN TV. 7 to 9 p.m. Democracy is not a spectator sport. Be a part of the conversation. Don't miss it. Thank you very much, listeners. And um, so we have Democracy Day tomorrow. We have that event happening. I want to remind you of the .sac, um back to school drive. So 
support them. I, I will give the numbers at the end. Also, uh, uh, World Rivers Day, we're recognizing World Rivers Day next week. And um, I, I, for the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a little trivia um, to sort of bring your awareness to the rivers. And so tonight, uh, the question that I want you to answer, and we'll give the answers at the end of the show, is what on the Indian River there is a bush bar. There's a bar you go up and you have your drinks on Indian River. What is the name of the bar? What is the name of the bar on the Indian River? And the other question that I want to have are two questions. Both of them pertaining um, the, to the Indian River. There, there is an organization whose acronym is PIRTGA. P I R T G A. P I R T G A. I would like you to tell me what that stands for and what is the name of the bush ballads of the Indian River. We'll give the answers at the end at the end of the program. But but welcome back, listeners. Um, after the break, thanks for staying with us. Uh, there's a few other people who made some comments. I can only see who makes comments. Um, I can only see you if you make a comment. So Jan Jan Joseph, welcome. Um, Emma Frederick and Sophs Drago. Uh, welcome to the program. Um, Marceline Edwards says, one has to develop the before saw flies will before sun has to develop before saw the flies were living mentally in order to maintain the strength of independence and dignity so just just know that um you know folks are there to to you break your comments we will the panel will have the opportunity to to respond but I, I want to go to Len because the half hour came up on us so quick. Um, I want to go to Len. Len, um, I, I want you to talk about the democracy definition and and the whole, you know, spread it out. Because most times people talk about democracy, they, they talk about elections. Um, democracy is more than elections, isn't it? Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so earlier on you said, you know, I sound like a political scientist. I did a class in government, a couple of classes, and that's about it. But but Drago, when when the conversation of democracy started in 500 BC uh, in, in, in Greek, the guys like uh, Plato and Aristotle, what they really did was to use logic and reasoning to think about the world and debate new ideas. There were no political scientists. There were people who had a great sense of observation within the community in which they lived in. And they used the spirit of questioning and choice that aided development. Isn't that what we are supposed to do in the parliament? And, and the last conversation we had on civic vice, somebody asked, how do we get the people to understand and to be active in their participation? And I always go back to our spirituality in the Caribbean where we believe that all men are equal. We are all equal in the eyes of God. As a matter of fact, the greatest democracy on earth, the United States has enshrined in its constitution that all men are equal, black, white, doesn't matter who you are. And so I also ask, why aren't we talking about monarchy, autocracies, dictatorships, authoritarianism? And, and the reason why is because democracy is the only 
form of our social existence that gives us the ability to show our full potential and our true equality among men. And that is why a system of government that is built by the population, for the population, of the population is so important. That is why we have to fight for it. And if you ask any living body, who do you think is most important in their life? If you can't love yourself, if you don't see yourself as important, if you don't see yourself as capable, then you are going to be dependent and a slave to somebody else. And I think that is why we are having this conversation about democracy, because what it does, it gives each and every individual who have a unique skill and talent and gift to contribute to their community and the society. And from, from the days of Plato and Socrates at 500 BC to now, the conditions of our coexistence still exist. We live in a community with different skills, different talent, different personalities. And there has to be a system that, that we can coexist to maintain stability. And when we have stability, <clears throat> it allows us to be able to grow, to gain wealth, uh, to, to be able to develop, to not have to fight for resources. So the political process or, or the, the, the rule or the system of governance we've had is basically how do we share the resources in that community? And I used the analogy the last time that if you are community, you Drago, um, uh, Thomas and myself, and, and you know, we have a, you know, look at our individual communities, people own land, you have rights, you have responsibility to go to church and we have to survive. And we, that means people have to work hard. You have to uh, generate food, you have to generate some form of getting that food. It, it requires work. Some people may be working hard and some people may decide I'm going to sit by and let Mr. Thomas do all the work. And, and when, when the harvest is ready, I'm going to, I'm going to go and, you know, get my share. But why would I want to go get my share if I didn't do anything? And I think that is the simple genesis of why we have structures of government. Now in a monarchy, your life, and your, the decisions you make is determined by a, a few individuals, a king. And, and it, we, we're seeing today, this conversation is so, it's so timely. We've seen with Elizabeth, who just passed away, um, and everybody's talking about, should the British monarchy still exist? And I think the only reason the British monarchy still exists is because they do not have a say in the politics and how the wealth of England or how the resources of England are shared like they used to back in the old days. And if you realize most of the older monarchies were kicked out because the kings and, and queens were making the decision for the majority of the people. So very few made the decision for the many. What democracy does, it makes sure that everyone has a part to play in the decision-making of how we share that wealth. And, and for democracy to work, like I mentioned, there were was, was seven principles I mentioned. And one of them is the citizen participation. And I think, you know, we've heard so much about free and fair election. That is very important. But for a democracy to work, it has to have the participation of everyone. And how that is achieved is through the electoral process through through the citizens coming for consultation. For example, if we are going to select somebody to go up in one of the 21 constituencies, the community comes together, they select a couple individuals. We have a party system in Dominica where they say, hey, you know what? I want this guy to run for this party. I want this guy to run for this party. You know, the, the community votes. The majority says they want Drago to go up. So Drago end up being the one who wins the votes, the majority vote. He goes into the national election against the, the, the opposition party and he goes into parliament. What the parliament is there for 
is for you, Drago, after the people of Casibus have sent you up to represent their, their needs. And if you are not doing that, the people have a right to be disgruntled because they sent you there and you represent the majority. That's simple what it is. And all it is is on the national level, how are we distributing the resources? How are we enabling everybody to benefit from the proceeds of the state, the passport sales, the 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 the, 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 the uh, uh, natural resources, the rivers, the mountains, uh, um, the, the agricultural produce, the land? How do we develop from that? How do we use each and everyone's skill so that we can better advance our society? So the citizens have to be part of the process. They have to be part of the decision making. They have to be part of ensuring that democracy stays on track. The next one is um, uh, uh, political tolerance. And why is it important for political tolerance? If, if the minority decides we want to uh, grade the Lyo River and, and it's gonna affect the people of, of, of at the, who live at the mouth of the Lyo River and the majority says no, um, it becomes a problem. Uh, you know, we have several situations in Dominica where you see people cannot speak based on what political party they belong to, whether they are making sense or not. I, I mean, it's not just Dominica, it's the entire Caribbean. There is always that tug of ideas, that fight of ideas, but that's what democracy does. The, the majority decision wins. And we, we go through the process in the parliament uh, and, and, and come to a vote and a conclusion. The two that, that combines is accountability and transparency. Because if you are put in charge of the country's resources and you are responsible for determining who gets what, there has to be accountability to the people because the people own that power. And, and what, another important part of democracy is equality. Societies emphasize principle for all to be equal. You don't have equality in a monarchy. You don't have equality in an autocracy. You don't have equality in authoritarianism or dictatorship. You don't have this, 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 this. So, so these other systems of government, these other systems that are that are created to decide how we share the wealth, it's not equal. I saw on the television the Elizabeth has has a, a coach. She's riding it. It's made of solid gold. And they're talking about the, the millions that these people have. So that tells you the inequality, not just in stature, but in who has the wealth in the society. And then, you know, it says one of the things we've always talked about is regular free and fair elections. And what that is, is basically ensuring that the majority have, of the people have an opportunity to decide who is going to be in charge of our resources, who we put in, in charge of there, and hold them accountable. So we have elections every five years. We have we have a president who is selected because he's mostly a ceremonious role. I don't see the use for him at this point. Um, but we have a parliamentary system where, where the parliamentarians, the representatives for the constituency, go up and represent the majority of the people. And 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 to facilitate that, to, to prevent um, people from from concentrating power. We have fair elections in autocracies and and in the monarchies. We don't have that. We have a perfect example. Elizabeth died. Her son is going to be king, and that is the line. So that means, Drago, if we are in a system of monarchy, you and I, if we're not born into a certain blood, we'll never be able to reach our full potential in life, which I think is the number one human tragedy. And this other system of government does not allow that. The other one we talk about is economic freedom. To be free, you have to be able to generate wealth. Well, when you're in a society and a community, you need it. We need each other for 
buying and selling of goods. We need each other for, for shared labor. That's why in the economic systems of communism and socialism, for example, communism, it, they, they have a system what they call the community farms or the, or the communal system where everybody work hard, produce, put their material in a bundle and we try to share it equitably. Has it worked? No, it has not. We look at examples of China, one of the largest countries in the world, had gone through a system, a stage of poverty with their, with their communist and, and autocratic system of government. And it's only after they adopted the capitalist society that their, their, their wealth began to rise. Because what? People were more open to use their, their skills, their gifts and their talents. And then, and then, I think one of the one of the things that we have we have lost is is the control on the abuse of power, and and like I said, what makes us human is not our being perfect. What makes us human is our is our greed, our jealousy, our immoralities, and what makes us dangerous humans is when we do not have controls of these uh, this 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 human nature. The greed, the jealousy, the selfishness. Some of them, I think, are, 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 are survival survival instincts. Uh, it's, the, it's the same living in a community. There's a drought. You know, I'm going to be selfish because I need to survive. Some of these things are survival instincts. What makes us human is, is, is are these. And when we do not control them, they become a problem. Does that mean a guy who becomes the prime minister all of a sudden is perfect and he can do no wrong? Absolutely not, because his decisions are guided by his moral compass. And if that guy has no self-control on, on that human characteristic, guess what? There's going to be greed. There's going to be selfishness. There's going to be self-destruction, which we see happening today. And as a result, there has to be some control on power. There has to be checks and balances. And how do we do that? We do that by having separation of power, separation of the judiciary, separation of the legislature, and separation of the executive branch to ensure that 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 one does not exceed the other in its in its in its administration or its oversight of the resources of the people. So therefore, when individuals are selling passports without accountability, the police and the courts can say enough is enough. We have to put a stop to that because the people of Dominica or the people of the region are suffering. And I think I think the best I think the best political system to ensure that one, all men are truly equal. Two, we can generate the economic freedom and wealth that we need. Three, the transparency, the political tolerance is in a, in a democratic process, in a, through a democracy. But as always, all systems are without imperfections. And I think one of the things that the naysayers of democracy talks about, and I've heard it in our government, is that democracy takes too long. Because it's natural. If I have 100 people making decisions and I need the input of 100 people, obviously it's going to take a little longer than if I have one man telling you to go where you should pee and whether you should have a pit latrine or a flushing toilet or whether you should have money in the bank or whether you should have passports. And this is the simple, simple reason why we are talking about democracy today. And, and I just wanted to share the seven principles because they are important. And I think the more people understand their role and their responsibility in making their decisions in life, I think the more people will fight on, on, on democracy. And as I, as I always say, forget about the, the colleges. For Plato and Socrates didn't have colleges and all that stuff before. What they had are men who observed the environment, understand 
other people, understanding that the importance of relationship, understanding that we have to coexist for stability and coming up with solutions through discussions, through critical thinking and, and having a system that works for, for all of us, not just a few, but for all of us. Thank you for that, Len. Um, so eloquently laid out. And, and as I said, I heard you do this presentation on Civic Vibes. And I, 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 when I thought I was going to do a program for on democracy, to mark International Democracy Day, I immediately wanted you to, to deliver it to my audience because I like to say that my audience are some of the more informed folks um, in social media. So, so you, excellent, excellent presentation. And as, as, as you said, put in a format where it's so easy to digest and so easy to relate. Maslin is saying that, how can this message reach the young people on the block? and the communities can that delivery be disseminated in an audio message say through whatsapp etc basically that's a good suggestion um, i will lean on our producers to see how we can produce that alvin you've yes. been you've been waiting patiently and, and no that's you, fine that's fine uh, I, I mean, and i know i know we're admiring len and his presentation no. and, um, and, and watching him go no. um, I, you know, listen man I admire what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing, exactly. But I, I want to come to you, Alvin. I want to come to you and just to like lend lead the background. Um, how would you looking at looking at Dominica right now, and 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 against the framework that was just laid down as to what a healthy democracy consists of, comprised of, what grade would you give? Um, let's say Dominica um in terms of in terms of if, the, if if dominica came to you for a checkup and you're the democracy doctor would, would you give them a good a clean bill of health or would you put them on immediately go do some push-ups and, and eat grass <laughs> to get more healthy <laughs> I may, I may have to send them to the chat. What do you call it the china dominica friendship hospital uh, no, you know you, I there, you know uh, let them get an MRI or something like that. Something, right? Um, no, seriously, they would have failed miserably. I mm -hmm. think Len has outlined some of the fundamentals of this democracy pretty well. And I agree with Maslin. Um, most of the time on those programs, when I appear on this program or any other programs, I I, I always try to, to, to urge and see how we can get that message on the ground especially to our young persons on the ground um the region as a whole and that includes dominica is the is still made up of a very high percentage of young persons um i believe um some time ago i was going through a report through uh, the caricom region and they were saying that 60 percent of the population uh, within the region the caricom region was under 30 years of age 60%, 60%. And um, I know right now Dominica is con conducting a, a census, um, uh, uh, doing the census. This The last one was in 2011, I believe. And I won't be surprised. I mean, one, I'm sure the population shrink. But in addition to that, I think the number of young persons under the age of, I would say, um, 30 or even 40, I'm sure is going to be well over 50%, if not more. So that kind of message has to 
um, somehow resonate with them. Um, it has to because they are, and, and we use that cliche so many times, young people are the future of tomorrow. And do we really mean it? Or how do we how, how do we how do we how do we how do we get them to believe in that in that term that they are the future of tomorrow when we've seen in Dominica a person a young person who may have been 20 or even 21 they just turned 21 when this government came into office is now what 41 years old almost 50 and that young person to ask themselves a serious question where am i today as i uh, you know compared to where i was 20 years ago the things that len mentioned the opportunity to be able to earn for yourself within a fair society an equitable society um this young 41 year old man or woman who maybe nine years from now um would be 50. um have they been able to own, own a home or build a home for themselves? Do they have a job that can sustain them? Do they, do they, I mean, uh, do they even have the savings? If I may go there, I wouldn't even say investment. But these are the kind of things that, that young people, you need to bring it in that vivid manner to the young persons, in addition to the, to the, to the, to the fundamentals of democracy that Lena has just outlined, but but you asked the question earlier if I were to um to grade Dominica where we are today, um, let's just take one rule of law. Would we say there is a a fair administration or is rule and rule of law something that's observed in Dominica from what we're seeing? I mean. I mean, anyone who is listening, give it a fair assessment. I mean, when, when you hear a sitting member of parliament who is also a minister, who is also a senior minister, goes on the radio, goes on a platform, and says, we must do away with the leader of the opposition. Any poor monsieur, any, monsieur, any, 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 Disparate point. Go with him. We're tired of him. Is that rule of law? The leader of the opposition is a is a position, an officer of the constitution, a member of parliament. So is that rule of law in a democracy? You only see that in in, in Russia, China, where if you do not support what the government is saying in a dictatorship or, 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 or autocracy type, they'll go with you. You disappear. They pick up somebody from the press or whoever, and, and they, you you just disappear. They don't see or hear you again. So, talking about rule of law, impartial judiciary. Do we see an impartial judiciary? We've seen the number of persons from the opposition side that have been arrested arbitrarily. Um, some of those matters go before the court and adjourn and have been stretched out forward two years, three years, four years, five years, six years. And that is what you expect in a democracy, an impartial judiciary. And even where the, the, the court of appeal, like we saw in, in previous cases where the court of appeal would rule and say, look, this matter came before us, but based on what we see, we think it needs to go back 
and be adjudicated at the local court. You have a director of public prosecution who nolly prost the case and say, no, throw this out. And, and the director of public prosecution did that or took that decision under the direction of someone who advises the government in office, who says, we think you should throw that case. And the director of public prosecution acted on the basis of that. So we're talking here about um, impartial judiciary. Zero, the score. We talk about an efficient and inclusive public administration. Those of us who had the benefit to read the two last recent reports from the director of audit that speaks about the conduct of public officers, senior at that, and the manner in which government funds are accounted for, will clearly see that our public service is not efficient and inclusive. We saw the manner in which the, the mission in London was being conducted. That that should that, I mean, again, as Glenn says, um, no individual or, or organization is perfect, but the level of the ill discipline, inefficiency that you see clearly does not lend itself to a democracy. When you talk about an active civil society, look at look at um what's what's happening in Dominica right now. You have the folks who walk every Wednesday and you have a number of civil society that are mortally afraid or scared to join the walk. Some of them not because I'm sure some of them must be saying to themselves, man, what those guys are saying or doing is, 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 um, is right, you know, but I cannot come out because if I come out, they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, I'm going to lose this. Um, a business person might say, oh, I, I won't get, you know, I won't be able to do business. I will, I'll lose this. A mother might say, well, look, my child, my child won't get that scholarship, so I cannot come up. Civil society is, is, is dead. It's weak. And you had a prime minister who went in, I believe it was parliament where he went into, and, and threatened NGOs and made comments to the fact that NGOs seems to be undermining his government. And that he will deal with them, those, those groups of persons who want on the mind. So, so, so we don't have an active civil society anymore. Yes, you have, um, you have um, the Q95 um, mat in the morning, folks call in and express how they feel. But that's just, a, that's just a, 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 if one might say, tip of the iceberg. That's not what a civil active society. If you go back, to the 70s where you had an active civil society. You had the unions, Wahoos, Aboka, CSA. One may argue on either side or the other what um, you might say, well, they, they maybe their motives or whatever. But you had an active business environment, the DIC, the, the, the DF, the, the, you know, all the business organizations, the churches, as a matter of fact, when, when you had the uprising of 79 and the government fell, you know who spearheaded and, and directed the country? Committee for National Salvation, made up of a number of civil society, 
persons, the church, the business, the trade union, the youth, you, it, a whole gamut mm. was what made out and give direction to the country. So we no longer have an active civil society. And folks, let's not fool ourselves, those of us who are listening and paying attention to what's happening. China's influence in Dominica is not something we should take very lightly. It's not something we must take very lightly. Because as Len said, their system of government is not one of democracy. And this is what has been promoted in Dominica. As a matter of fact, I, I heard in the news just this week, I, I heard that they have formed what is called a China Dominica Association. And I heard the prime minister trying to give the reasoning behind such an association and all that nonsense, if I, I may say. But let's step back a bit and just ask ourselves, what is the reason for a China Dominican Association? Just, just, just ask. Is, is that something we need now in our democracy? Just in general, what, what kind of association? It's called the China Dominica Association. It was launched on Sunday. The Prime Minister spoke mm. at the launch. And I, I believe, and I stand corrected, it's my understanding that Steve Farrell is the president of that association. So guess what, Tony? If you have a China Dominica Association, this is now and can be registered as an NGO. You're an association. So you see the kind of infiltration and undermining of our democracy that's going to take place. So he can't deal directly with these NGOs as he has threatened. So he's now putting in place his NGO, which is called the China Dominica Association, to further undermine our democracy. And like I said in my opening comment, the Secretary General of the United Nations in his address this year said, now is the time to raise the alarm. And the alarm has to be raised with our young persons on the block. I have said on this program previously, uh, folks take issue with the fact, oh, this, this people, all they do is see all the young people on a the weekend. They take them out. And as I said, maybe it's a good thing. That's a way they can release their stresses because otherwise I, it would explode. What happens between Monday and Friday? or Monday and Thursday when they're not seaweed. We got to get in the trenches. We need to get on the ground. We need to meet those persons where that matter. We have to go there and bring that message that, that, that Glenn so eloquently presented here this evening to these young persons on the block, in St. Joseph, at Lale, in Granby, in Cochrane, in Maho, in Kulibistri, in Collio, in Cox Street, because they are on the block between Monday to Thursday. They're not working. They have nothing to do. They're on the block. And what happened on the weekend, on a Saturday or Friday night or Saturday? Um, scared decide to have a sewo for them somewhere. And they go sewo and drink themselves till they're, till they're, you know. Till they're numb. Oh, they're dumb. It's not, but, it's not they're getting numb. Teach them yeah. between Monday and Friday and bring that message across. So um, these are some of the areas I would mention in terms of the fundamentals and the areas yeah. that just said. and related, an assessment. related in a, rel a relatable sense to what is obtaining on the ground right now. I mean, I, I, I don't even need to mention the fact of 
you there's what is called the human rights committee which is 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 an, a, a body within the united nation and there's what is called the right of peaceful assembly which is article 21 under the united nation and if one reads through those articles and and what what it entails as far as one's right to peaceful assembly all of that you see happening in dominica right now with regards to the folks who walk on a wednesday is in direct 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 contravention to this i mean um on a previous program i was just to end it was said that the the dominica the government of dominica had not in 27 years or 25 whatever years was presented a report to the United Nations on civil and political rights in the country. That was just done about a year ago, 21 or there about 20 pipings. <clears throat> and if you read the issues that were raised and his response, it would be alarming. Alarming if you see the kind of response that he gave. One of the justification he gave for police taking the, the, the acting the way they act. He said, you guys must be familiar with what is called stand your ground. Stand your ground um, law in America. So the police mm -hmm. in Dominica stand in their ground. So I'll just end on that for now because I know we well, this, this is frightening. Right no, no. um, these are the areas I just wanted yeah. to touch on. Yeah, that, that's a very sorry state that you yeah, just outlined yeah. uh, out zero for, for not democracy. Even a, not even yeah. a D, a zero. A zero. But, uh, you, you know, um, I, in part of my preparation for tonight's program, um, I, I read this thing where someone was outlining three of the pillars of democracy. And, and one of them is the idea of a government under law and equality under law. It's central to the constitutional tradition. They require independent courts. So, so you, you need to say, okay, this party is in power. This person is prime minister. As Len said, now we are the mercy of that person if he has a conscience or if he doesn't have a conscience to abuse power or, or, to, or, to, or to divide the resources of the country equally. Failing to do that, the court should be where you can go to seek redress. And so that, that, that says that the courts are an essential part of a democracy. The, the second one that, that the thing was um, uh, peer voting and representation. And, then, and both of you spoke about that. When, when people are not free to choose who they want to represent them, who they want to run in an election to represent them. When, when a few people can say, even though Vince Anderson is from Grand is from Portsmouth, I'm going to run him in Grand Bay. Or or when the party says, you no, know, one person can decide this person is not going up for election in Castles anymore. I'm going to choose that person instead. It's not done, not even within the party system as a democratic voting. Um so so fair voting, uh the 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 electoral commission who is supposed to to um, administer election, what what are we doing in that regard? In the sense that the electoral commission is mostly comprised of persons who are 
selected by the party in power. And so, and so you depend on folks who are selected by the party in power, exercising their conscience and carrying out their duties as they should. The, the third one is knowledge institutions. Schools, I mean, do we teach um, civics in schools anymore? The, the young person coming out of high school, do they even understand the different systems of government and uh, the role that a village council is supposed to play and your pal rep and, and all of those things? The, those, the, the press, do we have a press that feels independent, that has the resources to go out and report in an objective manner? Len, you heard Alvin's assessment, and, and you have your own opinion. I mean, we've already gone a little behind, but I'm, I'm indulging the producers. Is there a way out? Is there a way out for Dominica to, to rescue democracy? There is a way out because we said what democracy is about. Democracy is, is the power of the people. Democracy is, is having the opinion and the input of majority of the population. Um, Alvin mentioned a couple of things which which fell in line with the several principles I, I talked about. And he said one of the reasons why we hold, we held the Labour Party um, uh, of 78 accountable because there were strong civic organizations, there were strong unions. What makes up the union and the civic organization is the people, is the citizens. If you look at elections in America, they, are, they always talk about the NRAs, they always talk about the Liberty and Civil Union, SELU, they talk about, you know, the women's group. They talk. Why do they talk about that? Because it ha it, it, they comprise of a group of people. And, and what makes a group strong is the numbers. What makes elects an individual is the numbers. So therefore, if citizens participate for the civil, civil organization, the civil societies, and these are strong, and I know the CSA has most of the teachers and workers in Dominica, and within the election cycle where we get to select our leaders, things are not going right. We don't have to have violent revolution. We don't have to throw one stone. We don't have to um, fire a gun. All we have to decide is realizing that my input into where my country goes and my resources go is important. The prime minister of Dominica cannot operate without the people of Dominica, but the people have the power. And I would like Dominicans to understand that. The office, the, the Roosevelt scary is not powerful because he's Roosevelt scary. The leader of the country is powerful because of the office he holds. The power is in the office and not the individual. And what that means is that office belongs to me and you and yellow on the I like to use yellow as an example because there's always people among us that we consider the lowest among us. But she has equal right as every individual, in, including the president, Charles Savile Roosevelt Scary. You understand what I'm saying? So when the citizens of Dominica understand that they have a part to play in the process, in the sharing of the resources, in understanding that we all should have an equal opportunity. And equality doesn't mean that we're all going to have $50,000. What it means is that the opportunities for you to make $50,000 is there. Putting systems in place. So we are talking about the systems, and the systems have to be guarded. 
Alvin mentioned about the young guys on the block. How do we get them to to use their skills and talents? I I'm going to use an example of my one of my friends I went to school with. We grew up in Dominica together. He's today flying seven three sevens for one of the largest airlines in the world. Right? Had he stayed in Dominica, he'd probably never get that opportunity. But if you saw him in Dominica, he was probably on Indian River rowing boats and doing all that stuff. Who would have known that that guy had that talent and ability? Why am I saying this? Because countless of these guys who are running the street and probably doing drugs are probably smarter and brighter than some of the people we have in elected government. But guess what? They don't feel that their opinion matters. They don't feel that they're part of the process. And that is what democracy is trying to solve. Because if I have a king in place and he's telling me what I shouldn't and shouldn't do, then there's no need or incentives for me to, to, to play my input. But what we are losing is we are losing young people who are probably engineers, probably are innovative, probably who are creative, probably who are talented to build the country. And because we don't factor them in the decision-making process, because we don't honor their, 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 their role in their place in the society, they get strayed and they get lost along the way. And we don't realize we maybe have pilots among us, we probably have uh, doctors who could uh, develop new medicines. That is the problem. So, so unless we we let people understand that for democracy to work, for them to be truly equal, for them to be economically free, for them to be able to control the abuse of power, for them, for us to have accountability, for us to have political tolerance, it depends on the seventy thousand people in Dominica to play their part. And I think I think part of the issue of where we are, it's I think our our population and society have become so passive, thinking that the responsibility of democracy lies in the elected government, and it's not the case, that we have let ourselves stray from where we should be. And I think if we can get people back to those fundamental basics, understanding that for Dominica to go forward, for the Caribbean to go forward, I remember I, I, Alvin mentioned an interesting fact. He said 60% of the Caribbean is um, young people. And and I, I I was going to write an article one time on population because over 20 years ago in, in college, one of the subjects we did was population. What's the importance of a population? I live in Texas. It's one of the largest states in the U.S. It's about 20-something million people. And Texas probably has more revenue than most of the other countries in the world. Um, California, Florida, New York, these are populous. The Caribbean on a whole has over 40 million people, if you talk about people from the Bahamas down to Guyana. 40 million people. And yet still, we cannot even get one small airline to have transportation within the Caribbean. When we live in within the hugest, the biggest market industrial in the industrial world, and we have the most water surrounding us, yet we don't have a viable fishing industry. We don't have a viable marine uh, 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 economy. We don't have, I mean, it's ridiculous. And the reason why is because in the policy making process, the population, the people are not considered. The amount of people where we are not considered. And, and, and let me tell you what they said in, in, in what the Greek said, where the, where, the, where the word democracy come from. It says demos is for people and kratos is for strength. You see what I'm talking about? So 41 million people in the Caribbean region, folks can go look it up. I think it's about 40-something million people. And I'm counting Cuba and I'm counting uh, Dominican Republic. Yeah, sub-region. Yeah, we are not realizing 
the strength in the numbers we have in terms of market, in terms of human resources. And, and that is simply because our political process, our political system have not truly become democratic to involve the input, the gifts, the talents, and the skills of every individual. And unless we reach to that point, then guess what? We will be stuck because an individual who has no control of what makes him human, the greed, the jealousy, the hatred, the envy, the selfishness, is taking over our society, infiltrating his character and his personality into his supporters and people around him. And the, the, the citizens who truly have the power are unable to stand up and unite it too. And unless we reach a dry go to answer your question, I think the only way out is people have to understand that the power truly belongs to them. They have to stand up and be counted, realize their opinion matters. And I think united, even if we have difference of opinion, but that's where political tolerance comes in. That's where debate of ideas, that's where debate of principles and ideas comes in, according to Aristotle and, 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 and Plato in 500 BC. So nothing has changed. And that is when we can, we can truly realize um, the freedom we need. Yes, certainly. Thank you for that, Len. Alvin, um, this will have to be your last remarks. Uh, say, <laughs> certainly, if, certainly. If you, 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 talk about, you talk about reaching a, a young people. So what is that message that you would, you would give to that young person that would incentivize them to, I mean, to stand up and, and, to, and, to, uh, and to take action to preserve democracy? What's in it for, what's in it for that young person? There is a there is a book I read and I continue to refer to it occasionally. It's on tyranny. The title of the book is On Tyranny. 20 Lessons from the 20th Century by Timothy Snyder. And it's just a little over 100 pages. It can be read in one day. And the the second lesson in that book says defend institutions. And he goes on to explain what he means by that. The third lesson says, beware the one-party state, which is what we are saying. China. And the 20th lesson in the book says, be courageous as you can. If none of us is prepared to die for freedom, and Len just mentioned the word freedom, then all of us will die under tyranny. That's the message for young people. Um, you mentioned, too, in your comments that you made the, the question about the, the rule of law and God and all of that. We have in our jurisdiction what is called the Caribbean Court of Justice. They're the supreme, supremo, in terms of giving opinions on legal matters. You, the, the CCJ issued a report a couple months ago, just July, on the matter as it relates to petitions that were placed before them and uh, persons had concerns regarding the last general election. The Attorney General, which is supposed to be the Attorney General of, for the people of Dominica, not Attorney General for the Labour Party, but the Attorney General for the people of Dominica. He was not happy with the report and that's okay. That's okay. He's not happy about the report. That's fine. He has a different point of view, opinion. But guess what? See what happens when you do not operate in a democracy. 
but a dictatorship. He wrote a letter to the, um, or he issued a statement on the matter. Not sure if he sent it to the CCJ. Dated July the 11, 2022. And his last paragraph of his letter, quote, the government of Dominica hopes that this serious and no doubt unintended state of affairs, that's how he referred to the CCJ's position, the CCJ will take appropriate steps to clarify matters and to avoid a repeat of this kind of gratuitous commentary on political affairs. You're the, unquote. You're the kind of instruction he gave the CCJ? <laughs> you, you, I mean, isn't only in a dictatorship you would have something like that coming from yeah. the, I'm not sure what the, the... That's supposed to be representative of the people. Huh? The Politburo? supposed to be representative of the people. And, and he's, he's, a, he's an officer of the CCJ, by the way, because he's a lawyer. So, officer so of the court. He's you heard what these guys say. He told them, he told the CCJ, which is the... The, the, the supreme authority. So when I speak about the impartial judgment, to avoid a repeat of this, tell them, hey, don't you ever dare do that again. Because we didn't take too kindly with that. And we need you to explain to us what you mean. Clarify to us what you mean. That's what I'm talking about. So we need to bring it across in the language that young people understand. Hey, guys, if... As, as Timothy Snyder said in his, in, his, in his book on tyranny, be courageous as you can, young persons. Because if none of us is prepared to die for freedom, then all of us will die under tyranny. And that is why um, our, our, our Negma before us, our forefathers before us, were prepared not to die under freedom. I mean, not to die on the tyranny, I'm sorry. Not to die on the tyranny. And fought for their freedom. Our Negmao. They did it. And I think we can still do it today. That That is very powerful. That That is so powerful. And, you know, the question that I have, though, is an officer of the court steps out of line so far, so far out of line, did the CCJ reprimand him? Did the CCJ? I guess maybe they didn't want to get into a mud fight or, yeah. or whatever it is. But but there has to be some kind of um, response. Well, otherwise, well, I, otherwise well, it seems like this person is getting away with stepping out of line with what is what's expected. Well, I'll tell you, Tony, to answer that question. I mean, the way the CCJ is structured, they're not answerable to government. The government don't have that influence on them. Whereas there's what is called a code of ethics for attorneys of which the attorney general should be guided and by, by the OECS. It's called the OECS code of ethics for attorneys within the OECS region. But the court of appeal, which is the OECS court of appeal, is one whereby the government determine um, the revenues and all of that stuff for, 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 for them to operate. So they are in a slightly different um, area than the CCJ. The CCJ is very independent. And that brings in the other question now. I know the discussion this evening focused to a large extent on Dominica. 
but we can look in the rest of the region and see what's happening. And that's why tomorrow's evening discussion will be quite interesting because we have persons from Grenada, St. Lucia, Antigua, St. Kitts that hopefully will be part of the conversation. I mean, look what happened in Antigua between the Prime Minister of Antigua and the Prime Minister of Dominica to have an individual, a citizen of Antigua, taken to, to, to Dominica in some kind of, you know, on kind of a, a, a questionable way. So, so yes, the CCJ in itself um, may not be able to to um, to sanction or, or or get into a back and forth with him. But the the OACS bar association that have a, a a code of conduct should have been able to call him out. And not only that, the bar association in Dominica, because in a previous ruling where the the courts had ruled on a matter. And the leader of the opposition, um, Lennox, had given a, a, a position on it in terms of how the court ruled. The Bar Association took him up to task on the matter. I, I, I mean, time is not on our side. No, but there is a letter to that effect where the Bar Association wrote, taking him to task and saying that he has to respect the decision of the court and the way in which he expressed himself was, was not the correct way. The Bar Association goes back to a non-active civil society the bar association is quiet on the matter says absolutely nothing i mean you have the prime minister went into parliament and said he's giving duty free to pleasure boats and the private sector hasn't issued a statement or said anything on that and they're they're, they're being squeezed so that just shows you the the challenges that our democracy face that that institutions are compromised that includes our judiciary, unfortunately. That includes our, our business sector, unfortunately. Some might say our trade unions, unfortunately. And, and, and it goes right, it permeates, it permeates right through society. And until such time, as I said, we are not, uh, we're not courageous enough to, to stand up and say something, do something, then we'll all lose our freedom. And, and, and those of us who live in the United States, when we see a democracy as old as the United States, over 200, almost 200 plus years, and the, the, the challenges that it's going through now, ours as a young democracy, it's, it's, it's not immune to us losing our freedom. Certainly. Thank you for that, Alvin. Len, I'll, I'll give you a couple of minutes to make some closing remarks. Um, I mean, the situation sounds dire. How how do we go about inspiring that courage that that Alvin spoke about? Uh, and and I totally agree with the quote Alvin said. You know, we either die slaves, we either died in prison, or we die free. Um, ultimately, we are going to go through that road. But the question is, what kind of country do we want to leave for our children, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren? What kind of legacy you want to leave for them? I have three kids and my wife. We all from they, we all Dominicans. My kids are from Dominica, and I always ask myself, when they get to the point and Dominica is has hit rock bottom, what would I I say to my kids if they ask me, Daddy, what did you do to make a difference? And I don't have an answer for them. And I think when you ask yourself that question. And, and I always tell folks, you know, I had an opportunity to leave home 
through determination to make a better life for myself and my family. And had I had a choice, I would have been home. As you can see in my 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 background, if anybody knows Dominica well, that's Mon Diablo. That's how much I am passionate about my homeland. And I think if we exist in any society and expect that somebody's gonna come to save us, somebody's gonna have to do that for us, somebody's gonna have to liberate us from our our slave mentality, our our state, then I, I think we just repeating the same mistakes of the past and not really understanding our role in this short life. And, and I, I think it's about time that our people stand up and be counted and understand that we all have a part to play. We all have gifts, skills, and talents that are important to the development of the country. If you believe in yourself, you believe in the importance of yourself, then you won't sit around and depend on an individual to make decisions for you as to where your house is, what kind of house you have, who you want to worship, your, 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 you know, when do you take a shower, when you take a bath? I mean, who wants to do that? So I, I think it's a, we, have, we have really straight drago from the true intentions of our independence. And I think after 400 years of slavery, as, as people who have been um, transplanted, um, been dictated to for so long, been, been abused, you know, I think after so many years and finally gaining independence to find ourselves in a situation where we are almost made slaves and dependent by our own and an, and an individual is a sad state. And I know people ask, when is it going to end? It is going to end when every single Dominican at home and, ab and abroad stand to be counted. We've seen series of events that has happened around us to our folks. We've seen the transition in the world with uh, monarchies. We've seen the attack of democracy on in the great democracy in the US, perpetuated by an individual who thinks he is more powerful and mighty than everybody else. We see wars in Ukraine perpetuated by a leader who thinks he has the authority to, to take people's lives. I mean, we can't go back to that situation. And, and Dominicans need to stand. Do not be afraid and be counted because the office of the prime minister, the office of the president, the police force <laughs> belongs to you. As a matter of fact, the uniforms that the police are wearing, their caps, their hats, their guns belong to you. And people don't realize it's yours. It's yours. They're using your goods, your wealth, your money against you. It's yours. And the only way to stop it is to get that fear of you, get that fear of your heart. Stand up, let your voices be heard, and be counted. You can't lose what you have already lost. Thank you for that. I want to say thank you, Len, and thank you, Alvin, for, for coming. This conversation is exactly how I expected it. It's powerful stuff, um, broken down, really, um, you know, it's in the nitty-gritty where each of us can identify. Tomorrow is International Democracy Day, and we'll be carrying a special from 7 p.m. Um, we're going to run the ad one more time, but Alvin and Len, um, Thank you. This is a conversation that we definitely need to continue. And um, I wish you all the best. Listeners, make sure you tune in and share the link 
for tomorrow at 7 p.m. It will be live on TDN TV, TDN Radio, and Civic Vibes. We have panelists from all over the region, six panelists from different countries, and we, it will be a two-hour program, so we'll be able to examine this topic in a lot more detail. So thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Thanks, Tony. Always a pleasure. Always. Thank you. All right. And, and I think, Tony, there were quite a few fans making some comments, very good comments there. We didn't get to go through some of them. But... Yeah, I, 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 I remiss in telling them thank you so much to the audience yeah. for, for your participation, definitely. And we read out a few of them. We posted some of them on, but we had a very animated um, discussion in the chat group. Um, Maslin, as always, Emma, Augustine, Mago, all of those folks. Um, you know, if we go up and up and down the, um, the list, um, there was one person missing. It's usually the DD Easter. I didn't see you tonight. I hope, I hope everything is fine. Um, Judy Francis, a whole bunch of people um, participated tonight. So thank you very much. And again, come back tomorrow, 7 p.m. And we will have an even a, a more robust discussion because we'll have folks from all from six different countries um, participating. So good night, everyone. All right, man. Take care, Len. See you, man. This Thursday, September 15th, is International Day of Democracy. A live discussion with some illustrious leaders in our region will be streamed on the Civic Vibes Facebook page, TDN Radio, and TDN TV. 7 to 9 p.m. Join Mr. Darnley LeBourne, St. Lucia, Mr. Sinclair Leacock, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Mr. Dwyer Astafan, St. Kitts and Nevis, Ms. De Giselle Isaac, Antigua and Barbuda, Dr. Kalon Bubb, Grenada, Mr. Alvin Thomas, Dominica, moderated by Loftus Durant and Anthony Drago. Democracy is under the microscope in the region. Be there. Thursday, September 15th, live Civic Vibes Facebook page, TDN Radio and TDN TV. 7 to 9 p.m. Democracy is not a spectator sport. Be a part of the conversation. Don't miss it. Good night, listeners.